Well, hey, and welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast. I'm Josh, and I founded this community because I want to help businesses make a dollar and a difference. So if you dream of starting a cause-based business, have one already, or maybe you just want to create a movement, you've found yourself in the right place. This is the community and podcast for cause-based leaders who want to make a dollar and a difference. We interview social entrepreneurs from all over the world and share their stories and tools with you so that you can learn from the best. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Social Change podcast. I'm Josh, and I podcast this proudly from the Kansas City Startup Village. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. I have worked out a deal with them for all of us to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. The way that you'll get that is if you go to audibletrial.com backslash social change audibletrial.com slash social change. And if you're driving, don't worry about it. Don't be dangerous and write that down. I will put that in the show notes for you so you can click through, get your free audiobook. If you're like me, you listen to podcasts, you like listening to books on audio as well. Audible has been an incredible tool for me as I've grown this movement and I really believe in it. And so that's really why I wanted to go out and get this special link for you. Also, by the way, I don't want to just give you that without giving you a book recommendation. So the book I want to recommend today is called Out of Poverty, and it's by a guy named Paul Pollock. And I'll be putting a link to that as well. But Paul Pollock is, I think, an absolute revolutionary in the social entrepreneurship space. He's not as known a name as some of the other ones out there, but I think he should be. He's literally, literally, lifted millions of people out of poverty by going into situations in developing countries and finding opportunities to create businesses, to create opportunities for people that are living on less than $2 a day. And he has some really incredible philosophies, and he's also just a very kind, humble, thoughtful, and intelligent, and, and, and insightful individual. And his book, Out of Poverty, really shaped so much about who I am and who we are here, or, or, or at least who Social Change Nation is, you know, how this movement came together and some of the philosophies we have around here were really shaped by Paul Pollock and his book, Out of Poverty. So I would strongly recommend you run and grab that book or any one of the other 150,000 titles you can choose from to use up that free download with Audible. But again, go and grab that at audibletrial.com slash social change, and you can link up with that there. Okay, so we're just about to launch into this week's interview, and the only thing that I want to chat through with you real quick before we get started. First of all, if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. We're glad to have you here with the Voices of Social Change podcast and in the Social Change Nation community. And if you are listening in for the first time, a couple things you'll want to do. You'll want to subscribe to this podcast. You can do that in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, any of the major ones where we're linked up with. So you can just subscribe that way. Another thing that you'll want to do is sign up for our newsletter. You can do that in a lot of different ways on our website, but if you just run to socialchangenation.com, you'll see a little sign-in box on the right, um, or also something will will come up at you within a few minutes on the website and let you know if you want the free resource guide. You can do that and give us your email for that. But what that does is that gets you on our weekly update, and that weekly update really just feeds the, the podcast. We have two podcasts a two-part interview podcast each week, and then usually I'm doing a bonus podcast towards Friday. And so that 
weekly update will get you that, but then I also write a blog post and it'll get you all those things straight to your inbox. So you can just click right in and keep up to date with everything we have going on here at Social Change Nation and just get all the best tools for creating a movement that makes a dollar and a difference. And by the way, if you're just tuning in for the first time, understand that not everyone we interview on here is pursuing some kind of a for-profit venture. That dollar piece, what it's really about is that at the end of the day, we realize as change agents that to create sustainable movements, we have to create a sustainable plan to fund it to pay our people and to keep that movement growing. And that's the way we actually make the largest impact and help the most people. So we really value that as important. No matter whether your model is nonprofit, for-profit, some kind of a hybrid, we want to talk about on this show about how you make it financially sustainable. And so that's where that dollar piece comes in. And then the difference piece, I think, is is self-explanatory. So, okay. Well, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you've been here for, with us for a long time, welcome back. Sit back, relax, and let's get into this interview. Okay. Okay, and we're back with Zoe of For All Humanity, a company that's that's near us in Kansas City. They are based out of Topeka, Kansas, our capital of my home state of Kansas. And we are chatting through ideas around sustainable fashion and around some of the different different countries and, and, and fair trade lines that they partner with. And so we've talked just kind of generally about social ventures and about some of Zoe's thoughts and how she kind of her story and her background. And now I wanna I wanna chat specifically about For All Humanity and get to know a little bit more more of the, the particulars about how you constructed things, Zoe, and, and why you built them that way. So I have a few questions I, I put together just based on what I've what I've been able to learn from your story. The, the first thing I want, want to chat through here is now you have artisans in several different countries. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about how you, and it looks like there are five countries, and so talk to us about how you decided on the, the countries and the artisans that you would partner with and how that ties into your brand. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's um, a lot of reasons why we part we partner with who we par partner with, um, but first thing is need. Um, it, if 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 we see an uh, a um, a need in a group as far as um, their needs are concerned, um, they don't have. Um, enough to to provide for themselves and their families and that's definitely number one on the list Um, number two is what craft are they good at what 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 craft are they known for Um, in in Peru we work with a a small family co-op cooperative that does knitting well that's that's a craft that Peruvians are known for um, and 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 we want to make sure that we're whole we hold true to their cult to their culture and not asking them to do some something that that isn't innate to them um, so we have need we have craft and then the third one that is um, less important is do we think that their craft um, is something that we can sell here in the U.S. in a Western market? Um, it is it is an important number three, but if one in if one is high enough, it it's uh, it some sometimes can trump three. 
Um, and in number three, that's really where my skills are being used to take their craft and make designs around their craft that can then be sold here in the U.S. Um, so really those three criteria are the ba biggest ones when deciding um, which groups to work with. Mm -hmm. And how did you, I'm assuming you work with, with local, you have to have some local connections there. How mm -hmm. did you create those connections? And um, let's just run through real quick too, by the way, just for, for everyone tuning in. So the, the five countries I see, Ethiopia, India, Peru, Thailand, and Uganda, those are the primary places you work? Yes. And how did you develop then the connections? Well, you know, once you've decided, okay, they meet these criteria, how did you develop the connections to, to work with yeah. artisans? Uh, so there's a lot of research that goes on um, when when finding groups. The first the first group that we started to work work with um, is what is in in Uganda. It's in Kampala, Uganda, and that group probably took um, about a year of research before connecting with and. During that year of research, you 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 get acquainted um, with with what you need to um, search for and look for. So after the after we found the first group, the other groups were easier to find because you had a lot of that lear, lear, learning curve under your belt. Um, but all of these groups have a liaison or somebody that tra tra travels from that country to the U.S. Um, so that is our life, our link between between them, um, which makes makes things a lot easier on 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 us. Um, I I really. Um, am in awe of of co of companies who who have actually created groups and ventures inside the countries that they work in because because that's that's a a ton of work that needs a lot of structure um, in place before before you can do that um, so so we opted to to find all re ready. Um, intact groups to work to work, work work with and not building our own got it okay yeah yeah i think that's <laughs> no i think you've hit on a really important theme here in in the sense of working with those local forces on the ground and creating mm -hmm. partnerships with with groups that were were really had some of the core pieces in place and i think that's such an important message because i've run into a lot of folks who are just starting out and are wanting to kind of, you know, create this for-profit venture, create this nonprofit, create their own channels and all these things. And it can, it can be a real challenge. And, and one of the things that I think it can really help you be very effective is finding those key partners and especially local partners on the ground yes. to work with. And it sounds like, you know, you've really given us a good roadmap for, for how yeah. to do that. And, yeah. and along those lines, then let me have you talk to us here, Zoe, because I know a lot of, a lot of us in the Voices of Social Change community, we want to create some kind of a product to realize our social mission. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're kind of scared of that idea because there's a lot that can be wrapped into that and it can be a pretty complicated process. So tell us a bit about how you overcame that because you're working with products. So how did you overcome that uh, you know, fear initially starting out, kind of the, all the complications of creating and sourcing and, and that kind of thing? 
Yeah. Um, well, I, um, out of college and even in college, I, I, I had experience. Um, I worked as a technical designer at an active wear co- company. And as a technical designer, you are working every day, um, with factories overseas dealing with um, fit issues, how to actually um, step-by-step construct um, clothing. So in, in, in that instance, I was pretty spoiled because I had a good foundation and a good understanding of how to actually um, start that process and how and how to um, actually develop um, a clothing piece. Um, without that, to be honest, I'm not sure if I would have known where to start because I used my um, my my back background to to really jump start for all human humanity. Um, but if if <sighs> If you don't know where to start, um, Google is a great asset. (laughs) (laughs) You can Google, how do I start this? How do I make this? Um, and, 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 And while what might pop up on your search might, might not be and, um, you know, a, a full intensive list of, of, step-by-step how how to do it, it will definitely give you ideas and give you um, the next step in, oh, I might need to look at this or that. Um, and also probably in, in, in your towns or in your states, they, they have um, small business development centers. And that's definitely something that you should um, look into. Um, they, they, they are there to help small businesses grow. And so they have resources that you can use um, that, that really will help you um, get started and not only get started, but, 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 but grow your venture. So I would definitely, um, look into that if, if you haven't already. Perfect. Terrific stuff. Well, well, thank you. That, that pretty well closes us out in terms of, you know, kind of the specific questions I wanted to chat through with, with for all humanity, but I think these are, are great messages for, for us out there. And I love how, like I said, how you've linked up with those, those local forces on the ground and, and plugged in with, with artisans there. And this is something that definitely strikes a personal chord with me because you have uh, linked up with Peru, which <laughs> is near and dear to my heart. I lived there for a year and, and saw firsthand um, some of the beautiful work they do, the, yeah. the artisans down there, and they have a lot of unique fabrics that they use and so uh, I love you know that you're bringing that you're kind of shining a light on them and then also artisans from a number of other countries around the world that do phenomenal work and haven't necessarily been able to enter um, some of the systems quite yet. So, so really, really love that. Well, well great. Well, I'm going to move us now into the last section. I call this the, the rapid fire round. Um, just okay. I'll throw a few quick questions at you, Zoe, so you can, can come back at us with some good resources and things like that that you're using that we can start plugging in right away. So okay. you ready to roll? Yes. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. What is a social venture aside from For All Humanity that you think we've got to check out? Um, I would say, um, 
Noonday Collection. Um, They are, um, it is jewelry and accessories. Um, They are rapidly growing right now and and they do um, just really good, good, good work. Perfect. Love it. And Change Nation, as always, we'll put links to that in the show notes. So if you're driving, don't feel like you have to write it down. <laughs> don't be dangerous. We'll uh, we'll get that in there for you. So good stuff. Okay. So what is an online or offline resource you're using that you think all social entrepreneurs should use? Um, they're small business development centers. <laughs> I really can't <laughs> say enough about those. Um, they, they really do have amazing resources um, and have have really um, helped me um, become strong where I was weak as um, as far as in in a business planning sense. So so definitely take advantage of that. Perfect. And a quick piece of advice you'd give to an aspiring change agent. Um, persistence. Um, change does not happen overnight, and um, just keep on pushing through there are going to be ups and downs um but but keep keep going perfect and what about a cause-based book that you think we should all read um there are a lot of good ones but 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 the one that really um rocked my world and the way i view developing countries was when helping hurts yeah um I cannot remember the the author's name. That and that's no problem. Yeah, we can we can look that up. Okay. Um, that is one I've I've heard of uh, a few times and, and enough yeah. where it's definitely on my radar. And I know I need yeah. to check that out. But when helping hurts, so mm-hmm. perfect. We'll put a link to that uh, in the show notes as well. And okay, so last question here for you, Zoe. Before I let yes. you kind of share some last thoughts, what's the first thing that you think we can all do right now to start changing the world? Be nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I know that's really small um, and and maybe a a, a silly thing, um, but I am a firm believer in in small small acts of kindness and and just being nice to each other goes goes a long way. I mean, it it really does. Um, as silly as that might sound, it it. Um, I, I really think that that if we really treated each other the way we'd like to be treated, just like the golden rule, um, that 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 would have a, a profound impact on 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 our society. Love it. Terrific. Well, before I say goodbye to all of us, I want to give you the last word here, Zoe, and okay. just give you the chance to share any other last thoughts you'd like to with us at Voices of Social Change. And then lastly, let us all know how we can get plugged in with you and the work you're doing at For All Humanity. Yeah. Um, oh, final last words. Um, let them be wise. Uh, I would just I would just say um, even if you are scared, if you're not sure what to do, just take just move forward. Um, sometimes we get so stuck um, right where we are because of fear or unknowns, and and we don't want to take that step. I am urging you today to to take that step um, and and become uncomfortable because social ventures are uncomfortable. Um, so let's take that step. Um, and I, I'm sure you will not for re, not regret it. Perfect. Not regret it. 
Love it. Well, Zoe, on behalf of Social Change Nation and the Voices of Social Change podcast, I just want to thank you for your generosity with your time and, and your expertise with us here today. <laughs> I think the the ideas you've shared around uh, sustainable fashion and fair trade are hugely important and something that will impact the work of really any social entrepreneur. So I know I've learned a lot and I'm, I'm sure all of us tuning in have as well. So thank you. Thank you again for that, Zoe. And yeah. to everyone tuning in in the Voices of Social Change community. Take care of yourselves out there and I'll catch you next time. Hey, Change Nation, Josh here again. Remember, I mentioned at the beginning, for those of us tuning in to the Voices of Social Change podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to check that out. This is something I personally recommend very strongly. If you want to be a leader, you have got to be a reader. And I have used Audible personally for a very long time. If you're listening to podcasts too, by the way, you're already pretty inclined to listening to audio content. I think audiobooks are a great thing. I've listened to hundreds of them over the years, and they've shaped a lot about what I do. And remember also that our book recommendation for today is Out of Poverty by Paul Pollock. Out of Poverty, Paul Pollock. He is an inspiring man, has literally lifted millions out of poverty and has kept humble and kept kind and has shared his wisdom and insight with a lot of change agents around the world. So if you want to get that audiobook or any one of the hundreds of thousands of other ones out there for free, go to audibletrial.com slash social change. audibletrial.com slash social change for your free audiobook. All right, let's get back to it. Hey, Change Nation, Josh here. Just coming off that interview with Zoe of For All Humanity and want to just chat through a few quick things. I probably won't keep you very long here today. Just have kind of a few key thoughts that that I'd like to take away from that. The first thing, and this is an interesting thing for me because I I am a teacher. I teach at at the college level. And I can't remember how much of this conversation Zoe and I had online versus offline, but one thing that she and I talked about was her her background in college. And one of the exciting things that's going on right now is that students really are starting to demand social entrepreneurship training. And and Zoe actually mentioned, and she did mention this offline now that I remember, Zoe mentioned she had taken those, those fashion class, classes in college where they were talking very often about... Uh, sustainability and fashion and and she mentioned that that was really where her justice nerves were turned on was in those classes when she heard about the labor conditions in sweatshops and 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 what cheap fashion really meant for people's lives and that really impacted her and took her in the direction that she went with for all humanity and the reason that I want to highlight that is I want to just mention that one of the trends that I think is really important and that I am really liking right now is that students in universities are starting to demand courses on sustainability and social entrepreneurship and they're getting it and that is so important and Zoe's a prime example of that of how that shapes a direction and can shape a career and by shaping the character of these businesses we'll start to shape the character of the suppliers in other words if we can shape the students who then go on and staff the businesses we're going to shape the way that the fashion industry behaves and specifically the way it behaves in other countries, because by and large anymore, we are getting clothes from other countries. You can have your opinions about that, um, and that's that's fine, but th- that's just a fact. We're getting clothes from a lot of other countries, and so we need to be very on top of how those other countries are treating their people and how they're linking up with those clothes and what they're paying the people to create them. 
And if we can have a movement of students who are aware of that and thoughtful about that and conscientious about that, coupled with, and this is the key point, coupled with consumers who are demanding accountability, demanding accountability from these from, from the fashion industry and demanding transparency from the fashion industry and demanding fairness from the fashion industry, then that's the combination where we really start to spark social change. And, and I guess that's another thing I would highlight here today is don't lose sight of the fact that, yes, there are all sorts of amazing people in the social entrepreneurship space. I've rubbed elbows with them for a decade. They're incredible. We're, we're an awesome bunch. We're great pe- people. And fundamentally, we have huge hearts. But by and large, the thing that has made all of this possible is the fact that consumers are starting to demand this kind of accountability. We should have been demanding it a long time ago, but we're, we're starting to demand it. And that is creating opportunities and it's creating pressure in some instances for companies to change, to change the way they're doing things, to focus more on sustainability. And it's it's creating pressure for them to be open about that and to tell that story. And that is what is, I think, so fundamentally different about where business is headed. And I, for one, love it. I think it's hugely important. And I think that, you know, like it or not, businesses have, especially big businesses, have tremendous power to change things. They impact a lot of systems, especially the fashion industry. It's so internationally connected. It affects a lot. It affects a lot about the way people are treated, the way they're paid, the way their their art is represented. And if we as consumers demand different behavior from them, then those systems start to change. And that's what I'm all about at Social Change Nation. I don't know about you, but I'm all about changing systems. I'm all about it. And so I think that that is the strongest message from, from Zoe today is how systems are changed. And I think it does start with education. I think it starts with the fact that these students are demanding it and they're getting educated on that and then they're moving into these companies to change those systems. But then the fuel of all of that is, is our consumers that are demanding that kind of behavior and that's that's really what makes the difference i think so that's the thought i'll leave you with today thank you again for joining us this week on the voices of social change podcast we will catch you again next week take care in the meantime well hey change nation thank you again for joining us for that week's interview that takes us out of part two and my comments so that's the week with that social entrepreneur would love to hear your thoughts on this shoot me an email at josh at socialchangenation.com i'm always glad to chat also glad to take any recommendations for someone you think i ought to interview content you think i should create anything like that this is a community of change agents and so in order for that to work i love having that dialogue lastly stay connected with us If you haven't popped into our newsletter, please do that. Also, check out our Social Good Shopping Guide at socialgoodshopping.com. These are the kinds of things that we put out for our community, and we'd love for you to take advantage of that, and we'd love to be connected with you as you create business that makes a dollar and a difference.